Welcome to Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Disco Coolia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Disco Coolia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. What is Disco Coolia? Work problems with no words, tilt parenting into Disco Coolia, help your anxious child, and counting when it starts and how to help. This is our podcast for week 19 in 2022. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us make sense of the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, Absolutely, absolutely. We have some nice links we want to go over with you. Now, the first one is funny. It is asking, what is this cochlea? Do we still not know that? I mean, <laughs> we've been at this for years. Right. Well, actually, yes and no. Um, many people may be surprised to hear that there is... Uh, no common accepted definition of this cochlea. That's yet. what you get yeah. when, you, when the scientists are working on it. I've been working at it for more than a decade, but uh, still waiting for a definition. But here is news. The people in Scotland decided to make a move and they published a working definition. It has been uh, collaboratively developed to provide education staff, par- uh, partners, families... Uh, and learners with a nationally agreed description of the range of indicators and associated dis- difficulties of, of the dyscalculia. So that is okay, a that's wonderful. a mouthful, yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, so at all stages, uh, dyscalculia is on a continuum varying <coughs> from mild to severe uh, with a range of strengths and difficulties which uh, are affected by the nature of the activity that they're doing. Okay. So the learning environment and any coping strategies and support uh, that are in place. Now, as a result, every individual with dyscalculia will differ in how they are affected by it and, and in the level of severity that they, that they, uh, experience. That they experience. Right, right, right. right so right. there are, however, a common set of indicators that can be observed, uh, and uh, these are included here in the working definition. So okay. I'm really <coughs> happy they did that. They have captured it all uh, also in a very nice graph, and you can read it on the website in the link. Okay, uh, and that link is on our website, uh, discoculiaheadlines.com. Exactly. So this, I, I really feel that this is an important step forward, uh, also in the acceptance and the um, uh, appreciation of discoculia as a learning disability. Well, and then, of course, we need to hope that uh, it will also start uh, to be accepted as a general uh, definition in the United States. Although I have no hopes because we cannot even decide on which side of the road we're driving on between the UK and here. <laughs> so that's that's for the future. Now yeah. the next link is about word problems with no words. How is that possible? Well, th- this is it's a very uh, mysterious link. Surprisingly, <laughs> yes, surprisingly, yes. something that I have been uh, doing for several years, uh, but now this is uh, published also. And, and yes, I, so I do recognize it. So let's come, um, let's take an um, example. You as teacher or tutor 
show a word problem to your student. And they just, they read it and they find some numbers and they just add up any number they see immediately <laughs> without regard whatever the question is. Because they're good at adding up, absolutely. And good I at see that up. a lot. So in this link, you'll find an article from uh, TESS, the Time Educational Supplement, on how to uh, work with word problems without the numbers first. So you can maybe help change the approach of your students so that they first focus on what is going on in this question. What type of, uh, is this an addition or subtraction, right. things like that. Now here in 2019, Professor Karen Given and her colleagues from the University of California um, asked uh, participants uh, with explaining word problems. So one group worked on typical word problems, so all the uh, numerical details included, and the other uh, worked on a numberless version, so the, basically the story on its own first. And afterwards, both groups were uh, asked to uh, do four uh, typical uh, word problems. Now, what was the result? The group that had been previously working on questions without numbers first clearly outperformed the other group uh, in, in their um, testing. Okay. So, in the research, the authors um, have the hypothesis that removing the numbers from the word problems um, leads the, the people who do the uh, word problem more into developing the understanding of what the situation actually asked for. And then when they know what's going on, you can have them focus on the numbers, but not all of that, not both of them together, because then they jump on the numbers okay. and kind of overlook but it's uh, still mysterious for me. I mean, what would be a word problem without words? Well, like like this one. What that's actually an example. Of what you will also see if you click on this uh, really interesting link. So say Jane and Emma lose one pen a week. <laughs> okay. okay, that's very typical for most of our students. Yes. <laughs> well, that, that's even a little more. Yeah. Okay. So their friend Myla. Loses two pens a week. We recognize this behavior, yes. <laughs> if the teacher has a box of 27 pens, how many weeks will it last? <laughs> now, of course, you cannot solve it this way. But what about... Oh, you can solve it, but the, here's are the numbers. So right. here is how you can present a similar question, but without the numbers. So Jane and Emma lose a number of pens each week. Their friend Myla... Loses more pens a week. Now, if a teacher has a box with a certain amount of pens, how many weeks will the box last? Okay. And now they zoom in and how many weeks this is going to be. That is what we need to know. So instead of thinking about the numbers, the kids are now encouraged to think about relationships. Okay. What is going on in that question? And in a classroom setting, children could discuss together um, what they need to do or need to Or add. what numbers they need to solve the question. Yeah, okay. they probably say, yeah, well, we first need to know how many pens are lost 
all right. together in a week, right? Right. And then they think, okay, we need to add the number that uh, Jane and Emma and Myla lose, mm -hmm. and then we can use that okay. to do the rest of the calculation. How many weeks is that if you have 27 pens? Sounds like it makes sense, that approach. Absolutely. Now, the next link is about tilt parroting uh, into Descoculia. What is that? Yeah, this is um, a link to um, the tilt parenting blog, and it's written by Debbie Reber. And she's a great uh, podcast also about what is Discoculia. Now, it features Laura Jackson, who's on a journey uh, through the land of learning disabilities right. and uh, writes about her adventures with her daughter, who's diagnosed with Discoculia. So it's really a great listen, and also it's a great uh, book that's written by uh, Laura Jackson. So the Tilt Parenting also has, uh, it has been founded by Debbie Reader and then Reber, she writes on it, like I said, and she started that after she was um, confronted with her son, who is, like she says, differently wired. Differently wired, That's yes, a good yes. way of saying it, um, because it's all in the brain, obviously, the learning uh, disabilities. And that struck a nerve with me as I also got deeper into that learning disability um, land and um, with dyslexia and dyscalculia after our daughter was diagnosed with uh, dyslexia. So it seems that parents who um, encounter something with their own children as a learning uh, disability um, for the first time um, can become a very good advocate. And, and well, Laura is an is a excellent example of that. And also Debbie and me, we are working on that based on the experience with our own uh, children. And that's why we are so uh, dedicated to that. Yeah, it's wonderful. The, all three of you have a child with a learning disability and you work in it and you're living it. That's super. Now, the next link says, help your anxious child. How do we do that? It's such a, such a <clears throat> big worry. It, it is. And, and we all know that uh, anxiety is really uh, negatively influencing uh, their achievement uh, in, in all kinds of uh, areas of learning. So the teacher's toolkit comes with a great uh, short article here to support parents who want to help their anxious child. It's heartbreaking to see children with anxiety, I, I, and we see that on a daily basis, and their learning is severely impacted by it, more, way more than a lot of people realize. And when parents follow these tips, there may be some improvement. It's absolutely worth the read. And um, so Lynn Howe has uh, developed this, and they uh, write eight suggestions to, uh, to help your uh, child. And she also has her own blog, which is called positiveyoungmind.com. Okay. So she starts by explaining some of the symptoms of an anxious child and emphasizes that a first step needs to be acknowledgement. Right. Of what is happening in the world of yeah. your child. So that the child feels 
accepted. And, uh, yeah, yeah that's don't, good. please don't say, oh, this is not important. Yeah, get and, over uh, it. Get over <laughs> it, etc. No, no, for the child, it is really uh, important. So uh, then it goes on with some recommendations about uh, bringing perspectives, talking about probability of uh, the situations happening that they're so anxious about. Uh, looking at the lifestyle of the child, uh, like, do they eat well? Do they sleep enough? Exactly. That is, uh, that is also influencing their whole mindset. So yeah. overall, you need to show respect for their feelings. And, and please not degrade them by suggesting that they're maybe too old uh, to worry about something. Anyway, very nice and helpful. Uh, always good. Uh, always yeah. good, these, uh, these tips for anxious children. It, it already brings us to the last uh, link for the week. And it is about counting, where it starts and then how to help. Yeah, this is a link to, the, to a BBC webpage. And they have a wonderful article about how uh, little preschoolers start to count and how you can best help them. Now, although you cannot see the video in, in certain areas and, and also not here, uh, they were nice enough to put the full text from the video below it. So you can still benefit from it all and, and, and read it, right? And you can see all the tips they give uh, there. So they mention <coughs> about eight tips and after an explanation of how children learn to count. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> also, the point is explained here that children may be able to so-called count, say the words one, two, three, four, five, but will rarely know what it means. And if you ask them um, to give you five toys, they might not be able to do that, although they can say the words one, two, three, four, five. So they can say five, but they don't know what five is. Exactly. Okay. And they sometimes may know the order that, like, two comes after one and three comes right. after two. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, yeah. that is also important. Right. Okay. Um, so the tips include starting early, taking it really slow. And uh, also doing board games. Right, we have to step with uh, They your usually come with uh, dice, yeah. which um, helps them to recognize the dice patterns. Right. Or uh, use dominoes, any, any games. Um, you should really go out there and, and read the post or, or see if you can still watch the video, uh, depending upon the location where the you are. The location, yeah. Or use a VPN uh, if you want to bypass oh. the uh, region. <laughs> oh, you did not hear that from me. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. Dr. Schroeder is such an amazing advocate for Discoculia. She provides so much free content for you. Go to her webinars at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com 
every night, every workday night, she has a webinar about Discoculia. She has free downloadable tools at the uh, discoculiatoolkit.org. She has free screeners at discoculiascreener.org. Uh, she provides this podcast for you with all the news on Discoculia headlines. Uh, she has a, a new system, uh, which we call the uh, the math assessment and the reasoning uh, strategies on mathstrategy.org. All free tools. Please go out there, take advantage of all these tools. And then if you're so inclined, decide to become a Discoculia tutor at discoculiatutortraining.org. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.